It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today with a special guest about Common Sense America. Thank you so much. We are in studio today, and this is Evelyn Davison, and with me is our precious helper. And I mean helper to Lord Jesus. Good morning. Hi there, Miss Evelyn. Hello, friends. This is Coach Carrie Brinkader, and you have found Love Talk with the Love Ladies. Of course, that was the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, you had this vision 35 years ago to start mm-hmm. this radio show about love, where we build bridges of love and leadership here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, 1120 AM and 101 FM. We are so grateful and thankful that you have found the love ladies. And of course, on the line is our beautiful friend, Kathy Underbrock. Hey, Kath. Hey, Coach Carrie. Hey, Ms. Evelyn. It's wonderful being with you two today. And Thank you. listening friends, it's wonderful being with you. And Carrie, I love the guests that you lined up for us today. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Neither can I. <laughs> I and know. I'm 90 years old. I don't move so fast. <laughs> Almost 90, Ms. Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a dozen people. It's like, when's the party? And I say, we're not having a party. We're going to, we're going to walk for Jesus. Somewhere we got canceled at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are working on that. On that. I and love that idea. Maybe we found our, our Maybe we go to the Capitol and we walk around the Capitol on that beautiful March birthday day of yours. Uh, we'll just wait and see. We still have a few weeks. so. Okay. Uh, but I, that's beside the point for what we are here for today. <laughs> and believe me, it is the full menu. I tell you what, friends, you know, as my kids get older, um, I have a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old. Wow. I tell you, you know, I just look for young people who stand up for Jesus and who um, have a backbone for what they believe in. And our guest today is, man, he exemplifies that in every way. So you will absolutely not want to miss our our show with this amazing guest today. Now, friends, I do have to tell you, we just, we're just we talking about Miss Evelyn's birthday. If you want to send Miss <laughs> Evelyn a birthday message, you can go to our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio and send her a happy birthday message. She will be 90 years old, friends, in just a mere five weeks. It's I mean, March 5th. March the 5th. It's a Friday. And so go to our Facebook page, Love Talk Radio. Send your blessings um, to Miss Evelyn for a happy birthday message, and we'll make sure that she gets those from you guys. Um, Anyway, well, Kathy, what's been going on in your world over there in Boise, Idaho? Oh, so much excitement, let me tell you. My guy is actually in Texas right now, so I'm single parenting And, you know, whenever this happens, I go, oh, Lord, bless all the single moms and single dads Mm -hmm. out there and just give them endurance and strength for today. And, um, you know, there's this incredible verse that I like that I I think is is for single moms and single dads, but it I think it also speaks to all of us right now in the nation today. It's from Galatians 6, 9, and it says, let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so, moms and dads, I just want to tell you, don't give up. You stick in there. You stick with it. And I'm telling you, church, right now, you do not give up. Do not grow weary. Uh, because just like Jesus told us again and again, boy, there is a harvest that is ready out there. And we need to be praying and we need to be pressing into that relationship with our Father and asking Him to increase the workers. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I feel like a worker. And, well, I mean, I am a worker, but sometimes I feel like a worker who's growing a little bit weary. And so I've been making sure lately that I've been getting really good rest, really good nutrition, and staying in God's Word just to keep kind of alive in the Spirit and um, keep from growing weary. Mm. Well, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ms. Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we have um, a website, and um, we have a book called Love Walking. And love talking. Mm-hmm. And we bought uh, almost 4,000 of those. I mean, the, uh, to do that at the Capitol like we did last year mm-hmm. uh, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. With, with our group. And uh, 
we want to open the door for you to, um, for any of you who are listening, uh, to come to a point where you can be a person of, um, of dependability and involved, be, become involved with what God's doing in America today. Mm-hmm. So fear not, for I am with thee. Mm. Fear not, I am with thee. I've said that the last four or five months. Fear not, I'm with thee. Well, Miss Evelyn, you have said that many times over the last four or five months. Is you've uh, battled through some health issues, and golly, I tell you what, you just look amazing, Miss Evelyn. Well, thank you. Not many Radiant. People. Thank you. There are not many uh, radio women out there that are walking with a walking cane. Well, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And Miss Kathy knows it so well. Uh, you know, as we look to what God wants us to do for the coming year. Well, the Lord's not finished with you yet, Miss Evelyn, that's for sure. I tell you what, friends, it it's an amazing time now, you know, for for both Kathy and I. We're right in the middle of basketball season. I sure wish you still lived here, Kathy, so I'd be coaching your girl, Faithy. Um, but it's uh, such a wonderful time to watch my kids play basketball and to glorify God with their talents and abilities. I do have to brag on my boy real fast, okay? okay. He, he just turned 16 years old, but currently in the state of Texas, he is ranked number two overall in the state of Texas in rebounding, and he's ranked number 12 overall in the state of Texas in scoring. So oh, wow. I am so, I know, wow. it's so fun. Um, it's so fun to watch both of my kids play and to coach and to just uh, kind and of. And I stay home and praise the Lord for, for Miss Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of walk Like yesterday, uh, I lost the notes for today. And, you know, it, the, the shuffling in and out gets a little weary sometimes. But you know what? God uses all of it. God uses everything you do, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, you know, to, to glorify him and you are still doing it at 90 years old. And every single day you're looking for ways to glorify God and to teach people about Jesus. And that's what we're here to do today for you, my friends, here on Love Talk. Kathy, are you just um, praising every single time that that Faithy gets to put on that that basketball jersey? Yeah, I just, you know, I'm so proud of her. One of the things I love about my girls, you know, for sports, they didn't get the height. But they definitely got the, the, the perseverance and the toughness, that mm-hmm. mental toughness. And uh, Faithy hurt her back this week. And oh. so she's been going into PT and, you know, just to actually get her moving. I, in the last three minutes of a game, she's oh. like, Mom, I just I just felt something. And it just, like, kind of kind of popped. And, and she's like, I, it was hard to move. She's like, but we had three minutes left, and it was a five-point game. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no way was I going to be taken out because she right. plays point for her team as a starter. And uh, so she came home, and, you know, she did that old stiff walk coming home. And the next morning, she's like, I cannot get out of this bed. So we made her an appointment with the PT. And, you know, they just – they do so much stuff. But her poor little back is all bruised up. And she had a game – she had a Monday night game, a Wednesday night game, a Thursday night game. And and now she has a Saturday game. And she is just playing through it. And he goes, you know, baby, he – well, his doctor didn't call him her baby, but she, she said, you know, Faith, he says, I don't believe that you're going to have permanent injury. You can play through this, mm. but you have to decide if you can. Mm. And so she told her coach, you know, I, I don't know if I can, but I'm going to do my best. And she heart. played whole game last night I was so proud of her mm. and uh the team was down and and she got like nine uh nine points straight in a row four buckets wow and a of a wow and uh, got the team ahead we were five points down she got the team ahead and we ended up losing in the last 30 seconds of the game by oh. two points but oh. you know what can we do she fought hard and I was just so proud of her that is a trooper right there oh that faithy yeah. girl love her so much beautiful but, talented all all the way around inside and out you know that's interesting our um Reference for today mm-hmm. is from First Corinthians thirteen six. It says, "Love does not delight in the evil, but rejoices with the truth." And you know, young people who commit their lives to doing what their God has equipped them to do, mm-hmm. it is so exciting for an old woman to look at and say, "I didn't have any girls." <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my boys were always gone. I, I mean, it was really hard for me. 
uh, because we had uh, homeschooled uh, mm-hmm. some, and boy, suddenly my my world was empty. I know, Miss Evelyn. I'm I'm about there. So is Miss Kathy. <laughs> I tell you what. Well, that leads us right into our guest for today. Our guest for today, his name is Grant May, and I, I want to his key verse. For his life right now is love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians thirteen six, And that's what he tries to do each and every day as he talks about current issues in this world. Also, I want to read First Timothy four 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love in faith and in purity. And that is what Grant May does. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Grant just turned 18 years old. He's a Gen Zer. He believes that you too, um, that you're never too young to stand for truth. Grant is the founder at 18 years old, before he was 18, of Common Sense America, a movement devoted to defending the ideas that make America great with truth and grace. He's a political activist and works with organizations like Turning Point USA and Liberty University's Falkirk Center. He enjoys hosting his own podcast, The Weekly Briefing with Grant May, which you can find on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Grant's Instagram is the real Grant May, and Grant has over 13,000 followers. This guy's not only smart and kind, he's passionate about inspiring and equipping others to defend the values that make America the greatest nation on earth. Welcome to Love Talk, Grant May. Thank you so much for having me on, Mrs. Brinkoder. Yes, absolutely. You can call me Coach Carrie here, Grant. Um, you're so you're so sweet and so polite. Um, but uh, here on this show, I'm just Coach Carrie. Man, great to have you. Now, Miss Evelyn loves to ask our guest a a first question. Miss Evelyn, what you got for Grant? Well, it's a whopper. <laughs> Get a big pencil. <laughs> uh, tell us. Uh, Simply, how you have come to know that God loves you, has a plan for your life, and is, has placed you where he wants you to be today. What what good word could you bring to us today? Yeah, well, um, I grew up in the church. My parents are both really strong Christians, really devoted. Um, in my first church that I attended growing up, uh, they were super, super involved. They led the youth group. So I always grew up around, you know, going to church and attending all the church events, going to VBS. So I actually accepted Christ when I was five years old, but for so many people who grow up in the church, um, it's kind of been a continual process of sanctification, of learning how to try and die to my flesh each day, um, pick up my cross and try to become more like Christ, because so many people who grow up in the church, um, they lose their passion for Christ, and it's something that I've just had to Mm -hmm. learn how to grow in, um, is you know, picking up my cross daily and just continually trying to choose, choose to walk with Christ. Excellent. Now, Grant, um, tell us about your family. Yeah, so um, I love my family. My family, (laughs) we're super close. Um, Like I said, my mom and dad have had a huge impact on my life. Um, They're just, it's nice. They're, you know, they, they're, more like friends now. Um, I love playing like ultimate Frisbee with my family, um, having deep conversations with my family, but I also have two younger siblings. Um, my little brother's 16 years old and little sister is 14. Wow. Um, and love hanging out with them. We do, we're, since we're so close in age, we do so much together. Um, and we're about as close as siblings can be. Well, I gotta, I gotta out you here just a little bit, Grant. So I've known Grant, gosh, Grant, I guess I've known you probably about five years, maybe, maybe four. Um, and, um, I saw that when Grant was 16 years old, so Grant just turned 18 just a couple of days ago, but when he was 16, his younger brother, Tyler, wrote in to the Ben Shapiro show. And I'm sure that many of our listeners know who Ben Shapiro is. Um, a very, very, uh, famous talk show host, podcast host, super conservative. Um, and uh, Tyler actually wrote in to Ben Shapiro and asked Ben to give a shout-out to Grant for his birthday. And so on Grant's 16th birthday, Ben Shapiro gave you a shout-out, Grant. That's pretty cool. That was probably the coolest gift I've ever received. (laughs) I was not expecting it. I woke up. I had been asleep, and I woke up, and my mom's, like, screaming, like, Grant, come here. 
Um, and I saw that, and, I mean, he was my guy that I listened to. Like, I, he was the one who had got me into politics. I wasn't politically, like, active or vocal at the time. Um, but it was just so crazy. I thought I was, like, dreaming or something. Right. Super <laughs> cool. We want to talk about your dream today. But <laughs> you need to get us uh, a word or two from our sponsors. And we're excited, so don't go away. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. And today we are building bridges with the real Grant May. If you, for all of you Instagrammers out there, uh, you can find him on the real Grant May. I am talking about our 18 year old guest, just turned 18 years old, uh, who has, I think, what is it, 13,000 followers. On uh, on his Instagram account, he does a weekly briefing with Grant May podcast, which you can find on Spotify or Google. And this is a young man who has founded an organization, Common Sense America, and uh, he loves the Lord. He loves America, and he's getting into politics. And so I want to find out uh, about your background, Grant. Now, in our opening segment, you shared a little bit about your upbringing in the church and um, coming to the knowledge of Christ and that he loves you and, and growing in that relationship. You're very, very close with your family members. What I'm interested about is, you know, so many people in the church, they think, oh, no, we're not even supposed to be involved in politics. That's for someone else. And yet you have showed this incredible cohesion uh, for uh, Christianity and getting involved right where God plants you, which for you and for your life and for your passions, that seems to be politics. How did that happen? Yeah, well, you're incredibly right that there's this sort of new sense of, you know, this idea that Christians can't really be involved in politics. But mm. um, politics, it, it has a reputation for being like a dirty game and it, it can be. It can be um, with people going at you, backstabbing you, all this sort of stuff. But it's a whole lot dirtier when Christians aren't involved. Um, and Christians are called to every area of life. And um, if we want to be able to continue to live in a free nation where we're allowed to worship freely, it's so critical that Christians take part um, in the role that government plays in our lives. So I actually got into politics um, through I was really into reading and loved history. I was a student of history. Um, and all of a sudden, as I was growing older, as I was learning more, I realized we have it crazy good right now. Materially, we are better off than any other time period in history. We have more freedoms, more rights than just about any other time period of any other nation. Um, but we're more depressed, we're more medicated, there's more suicide than also any other time period in history. So something's not working. Um, and something got us to this point of material success, but why are we lacking the, the spiritual, um, why are we lacking in that realm? So that's mm. kind of what got me into it, and I love reading and I love history. Um, so that just really translated into politics. Wow. Well, Grant, um, recently you applied for and um, I, I was awarded a position with a group called Teen Pact. Teen Pact is designed to help students understand the political process, value their liberty, and engage the culture. Um, through on-hands, practical teaching, Teen Pact students learn how to embrace their call as the next generation of leaders. Um, they find encouragement among like-minded peers and develop skills to engage the culture um, through this political process. Now, now, Grant, tell us about Teen Pact and what you've been doing with them over the last year and a half. Yeah, so Teen Pact is a Christian discipleship program um, that focuses on homeschool and private school students. So it's a week-long experience in the spring semester where um, you can go to your state capital and get hands-on teaching from teens like yourself who have been through the program. So the primary purpose of Teen Pact is discipleship. Um, most people who go there are already Christians, so it's not as much evangelism, but more taking the next step in their faith. Um, and one of the means we do that through is by um, showing how a Christian should steward their civic responsibility. 
And mm-hmm. Teen Pack made a significant impact in my life. I attended my first class at the Capitol when I was in eighth grade. Um, and last year I applied to staff with them and I was able to staff. Um, half of the season got canceled because of COVID though, but they're back. Um, and it was truly one of the greatest experiences of my life, getting to go around teaching kids not only about government and how to be a good citizen as we Christians are called to be, but also how to take that next step in their faith. Now, you didn't just do this in Texas. Where all have you been, Grant, through this program? Well, last year, half of my season got canceled, Mm so um, I was able to get two classes in Texas in, but Mm -hmm. um, those fell through last year. So this year, I'm doing two Texas classes. I'll be in Florida, um, South Carolina, and Oklahoma. Excellent. I bet you meet so many people on this journey. Um, And tell us one of the, I guess, the best things about Teen Pact, something that's been really impactful on your life. The biggest thing that had the biggest impact on me when I went as a student was seeing um, some of these staffers who really impacted me. So since it's a camp, um, you know, you're in your suit all day, but then you uh, and you're learning about the government at the Capitol. But then you go back to the camp and the staffers just really pour into you, um, play games with you. Then there's sessions at night with worship and teaching. Um, And then you go back to your cabin and just kind of debrief from the day with sort of a small group. And that's typically when the life-changing moments happen. Mm -hmm. So it was Mm -hmm. some of the coolest moments for me as a student to get to go um, to the debrief sessions, but then Mm -hmm. also as a staffer. That was my Mm -hmm. favorite moment when I was able to use my story to help um, inspire others and, you know, show them that I'm a broken vessel, but God can still use me um, and he can use their broken pieces as well. Now, now, Grant, you you have this amazing Instagram page, uh, the real Grant May, and um, you know, gosh, several times a week, um, you get on. Well, well, pretty much almost daily, I guess. You'll post mm-hmm. to something, and frankly, Grant, you know, a lot of things that you post in this climate are controversial, right? You talk about the uh, unborn and um, how we have lost more babies to abortion um, than to COVID, Um, you know, in this pandemic world where all we can talk about is the pandemic, uh, we're still uh, losing unborn babies um, at a higher rate than we are uh, people to COVID deaths. Um, And you're, you know, you you put yourself out there, man, Um, but you have over 13,000 followers on The Real Grant May. And do you think most of those are young people, Grant? Uh, I I do. I think um, so. I kind of see my role on the Instagram as equipping others to have the conversations that's going to change the culture. So a lot of people who follow me agree with me. Um, They're going to see my content and they're not really going to have much of a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But my content is designed to help them spark the conversations that need to happen with their friend groups. So Mm -hmm. to help them have those tough conversations, ask those deep questions to make their friends who maybe see the world differently, take a step back and think deeper about some issues. I love Grant. I, I have a a question for you. I, you know, I I love that your kind of life scripture is from first Corinthians 13, six love does not delight in evil, Mm -hmm but rejoices with the truth. And, you know, there's this um, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And the the core, the crux of that, when uh, the guy is asked, how do we solve this problem? You know, it's basically talking about how social media and all of the artificial intelligence and algorithms mm. is designed to divide us and basically feed us back what our version of the truth and um, and now more and more um, as certain voices are being silenced we only get this one version of what um, is viewed as the truth and the guy said look artificial intelligence cannot distinguish a lie from a truth they can only look at news feeds and how many people are um, you know, clicking. They can only judge clicks. They can't judge truth. And he said, what it comes down to is the only way that we can solve this is we must agree on truth. And I thought, 
What a profound, true statement that Jesus has said over and over again. It is the truth that will set you free. And he said our entire problem is we're going to have to agree on what truth is. And that is what you are all about. But yet I see that so many young people are attracted to um, the left's version that um, killing babies is fine if it helps you pursue what you want and achieve your own happiness. And um, it is okay for some people um, who are very capable to choose not to work and to let other people support them. And just kind of things that morally seem like, no, that, that clearly is not the truth. That is not right. I, so my question is, is twofold. Why do you think so many young people are are taken by or attracted to the, this kind of leftist um, ideas, this left version of the truth? And how do you think that we can agree on truth? How does that even happen in conversations? Well, what you said was so correct. There really is this sort of newfound sense of, oh, you can have whatever truth you want. Or, you know, I listen to these people, so this is my truth. Um, it's really scary place for our nation to be where we have these two echo chambers on either side, not really communicating with each other, but rather um, just going off and refusing to have those conversations. So something we need to do to first sort of bridge that gap and rediscover what truth is, is we need to first agree that truth, there is truth and that truth can be known. And then we need to have those conversations with people we disagree with in order to help discern what is that truth and for us we know that truth comes straight from jesus jesus is the truth um but that's how we start to solve this problem of two totally separate echo chambers where we're not even having the conversations as far as young people being attracted to the left the truth is it's a lot easier to be a leftist growing up i, <laughs> I believe it was churchill who said if you're um if you're not a leftist when you're in your 20s, you have no heart. But if you're not uh, uh, conservative in your 40s, you have no brain. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to be a leftist when you are growing up and when the world can sometimes seem against you. And plus, we have all these things on social media, on entertainment, just feeding us all this constant stream of, you know, America is not good. Uh, abortion is morally acceptable. Um, all these sort of lies that we get um, that were just fed at an insane amount. Mm -hmm. So, so Grant, what what are some of the issues that you're most passionate about as we as we look at your your generation, Gen Zers, and and we look, you know, in your words, it it is easier to to be um, pushing that left agenda. Um, so what are the issues that you're most passionate about that you're trying to, to get these conversations started? There's three issues that I'm really passionate about. Um, the first one being abortion. Um, and you already touched on this, but COVID killed, I believe it was 1.6 million people in 2020. Abortion killed 42.3, I believe, million babies. So we talk all the time about this pandemic, and this pandemic is real. It's killing people. We need to take it seriously. But there's another pandemic going on as well, and that's the war against our unborn. Martin Luther King Jr., um, he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And if, when we can't protect all lives under the law, then we really can't achieve any sense of justice. So that's a huge issue for me. Um, and it's something that's really scary as I look around at my generation of you know, there's it's kind of two echo chambers. There's a rising pro-life movement, but there's also a movement that's, you know, it's totally fine to um, commit abortions for personal convenience. Um, the second issue that's really, really big and close to my heart is that of school choice. I'm a homeschooled student. I used to go to public school um, and the public school system. I loved it, but it was failing me. I was, you know, falling behind in my classes and I was devastated when my mom told me in third grade I was going to be homeschooled. She made me kind of an ultimatum deal that if I did not love homeschool by Christmas of that first semester, I could go back to public school. But once we started, there was no looking back. Um, it gave me the opportunity to really dive into um, 
what I love learning. I got my teachers were like the greatest thinkers of Western civilization, um, from philosophers to writers. Um, so that was just an incredible experience. And it's something that I was privileged enough to have. But some people don't get that privilege, um, especially if they're in an underfunded school system and living in poverty. We don't fund we fund schools not students. And we should be directing funding towards students um, rather than just pouring them into a public school system that is broken if you look at the results compared to the rest of the world. And then my third issue is not really a policy issue, but it's more of a cultural issue. And that's defending the ideals that America was built upon. There's this sort of new wave of people saying America is not good. America is evil. It's rotten to the core. And we need to throw out all the institutions in order to fix it. And that's something that's really scary for me to watch. As I've studied history, I realize America's pretty great compared to everywhere else in the world. Um, and the ideas that were founded upon, while they weren't equally applied to all people, the ideas were great ideas. Um, and the problem was not that they were broken. It was that they weren't applied fairly to all people. Wow, Grant, those are three really big issues. Um, you're just stepping all in it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, um, that third issue that you just brought up, I did find it heartening um, with the inauguration uh, that just occurred that there were American flags all over the place. I didn't know, you know, because there towards the end of Trump's administration, the American flag became, you know, this horrible thing. Right. And we just we saw so many people not honoring the flag and the flag not even flying places. And um, so I was heartened to see the American flag um, all over the place at the inauguration that that gave me hope. Um, in fact, I have all of these cards at my house that are kind of blank cards that we send, you know, for people's birthdays or, or whatever. And it's a picture of a house with an American flag on the front, you know, flying an American flag. And at one point. I don't know, a couple of months ago, I thought, oh, my gosh, am I going to be able to use these cards? Or, you know, that's just crazy talk. Yeah. That is crazy. I, there should never be a time when I look at the American flag and think, oh, that's evil. No. And that's exactly what you're talking about here, Grant, defending the ideals that American America was built on and and making sure that those ideals apply to every single human being in America. Mm. Would you agree, Grant? Totally agree. Totally agree. And the biggest problems we see in America are when those ideals, which are good ideals, aren't applied to everyone. Right. Right. So we, we were talking about the inauguration. You know, it just occurred not, not too long ago. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you think? You know, wasn't the result I was hoping for. But um, I was thankful it was a peaceful transition of power. I was thankful Mike Pence attended. I yeah. wish Trump would have attended. But mm -hmm. I, when I was listening, it was just it was hard to listen to this media that for four years has been actively doing everything they can to just fight against not only Trump, but conservatives in general. A lot of the reason people liked Trump was they felt like he was taking the attacks that were directed towards our general direction um, mm -hmm. because agree. he represented people like us who thought differently than the uh, people living in their media established um, echo chambers. And so it was hard to watch their like praise of the inauguration as it was almost like they were gloating. And then, you know, Biden's speaking and he, he says all the right things about wanting to be a president for all Americans about, you know, he invokes like Augustine quotes and quotes the Psalms, but then he goes and promises to directly repeal all Trump strides made against abortion. And he did 17 executive orders just yesterday mm -hmm. to try and undo the legacy mm -hmm. of the Trump administration, mm -hmm. which for all the, Dumb tweets he tweeted were really good policy and good policy for America. Um, so it's just hard to watch him kind of try to play both sides where he wants to be a president for all Americans, but then really refuses in policy action to govern like a moderate. I did have to take a step back as I watched parts of the inauguration and think, wow, you know, there is a female for the first time in public office, even though I don't agree with all the policies and everything, I, as a woman, I did have to step back and go, 
oh, okay, wow, this is big. This is big. I have the um, same feeling and saying, Lord, give me another sheet sheet from a prayer book. <laughs> it's going to get full fast. Right? I mean, um, so, yeah. You know, and as I saw many of my former players, whether they're conservative or liberal, it didn't matter. They... They were so proud that a female Mm -hmm. is in this office. Um, You know, again, I don't agree with with all the policies, but I will pray for this administration just like I prayed for the past administration and Mm -hmm. administration before that. Right. We are called to do that. And so, uh, I mean, did that kind of strike you yesterday, too, Grant? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, just scrolling through my feed on Instagram, it was crazy to see how many, you know, staunch Trump supporters I saw mm-hmm. who were then offering prayers for the next administration because mm-hmm. their their allegiance is to Christ first and foremost, and we are called to be um, good citizens and prayerful for our leaders. So it was it was really encouraging to see, um, especially was... after some of the disheartening stuff with the Capitol that was just mm-hmm. sickening. Um, it, it was really, really heartening to see so many people offering prayers for the next administration. Well, you know, it's so funny because I, um, I just could not bring myself to watch the inauguration. I just, I mean, I, I just, I've gone through so many of the the legal court filings and and just read through everything and you know and so many of the things that weren't ruled on because they wouldn't even give the defense standing in order for them to present their case. So I actually did join a prayer group, and so we were praying for the incoming leaders. But, you know, I it, it's interesting. You don't have to pray blessings for success. You can actually pray that the Lord would get a hold of their heart mm-hmm. and that they, he would stop them on every single front where they are doing things that are not honoring him. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I... I, I think we absolutely need to be praying for our leaders because it keeps us aware of what we need to be praying for, what they're doing, and what we can be praying for their success in, but also for their failure in. And, sure. then, you know, it's the same thing with my kiddos. I I pray for them, and I'm like, Lord, if they are doing anything that is dishonoring to you, I just pray that you would put a stop to it, that you would cause complete failure in that, and that you would make me aware of it as fast as possible so I can chat with them about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think when we um, are, are praying for our leaders as well, there's incredible power in the ministry, in, in, in ministry and God's word um, that our voices are heard at the throne. And the more we are aware of what our leadership is doing, the more we're able to pray effectively. Well, and to pray for a spotlight on the things that are evil, to, to yeah. put a spotlight on those things that, um, that are evil. So, um, yes, absolutely. I think my, uh, Gavin, is my microphone messed up there? <laughs> Sorry, friends. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, Grant. Oh, man, how can we take back the culture? That is a loaded question, young man. How can we take back the culture? Yeah, um, I think the culture change has to happen from the bottom up. So a lot of people have this idea of, oh, we have to elect this leader. And if we elect this leader, that's how the culture is going to change. And that's that's not how it's going to happen. The only way we can ultimately turn the culture around is by having the tough conversations with those in our immediate um, circle of influence. So talk to the people um, that you know that maybe don't believe the way you do. Ask them the tough questions um, and ultimately show them the love of Christ, and that will win them over. Speak truth with grace. Um, That's what Jesus did, and he was the ultimate culture changer. Um, So that. I think that's the way we win the culture for the future. Grant, have you found that when you're talking with other young people, you know, a couple of years older than you, a couple of years younger than you, and they don't believe the same way you do, their their views are differing, um, are the conversations good conversations? Can you walk away going, okay, I, I hear you. I still don't agree with what you're saying, but, hey, let's meet again for coffee next week. I mean, or are they more contentious? just depends on the person honestly yeah. um there are some people who you know sometimes aren't as you know up to date with 
policy or able to defend their beliefs. So a lot of times those people become more emotionally charged mm. um, and those typically don't end super well. But when you have conversation with someone who genuinely, you both genuinely respect each other um, and you have the same goals in mind, you just disagree on how to get there. Um, that's, that's a great way to have conversations that are mutually beneficial. Excellent. Friends, we have one more segment with Grant May. As you can tell, what an amazing young man, only 18 years old, um, loving Jesus and working um, to defend truth and liberty here um, on the greatest nation on earth, America. Uh, when we return to Love Talk, we'll have more with Grant May right after this. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, the Bridge Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. Friends, we are building bridges of love and leadership with our good friend, becoming our good friend, uh, Grant May. You can reach him on his Instagram account, The Real Grant May, if you want to follow him and hear what he has to speak into the world, speak truth and speak life. I, I love what he does there. He also has a podcast, which is a weekly briefing with Grant May. You can find that on uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts. So, Grant, I'm going to be sharing you with my with my girls. I have a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 16-year-old. And, uh, you know, I came to the point where I realized that uh, they are not going to get uh, good values and moral character from public school. It's not going to happen. Uh, so as parents, we, you know, Eric and I, my husband and I, we realized, okay, we need to teach them how to have effective conversations. So, you know, primarily we do that after school, we do that at the dinner table, and then we do that when we go for walks with our girls, teaching them how to converse, how to talk, how to work through conflict. Um, but I'm also wanting to make sure now that on social media that they're also getting other voices aside from um, our family's voice that is speaking truth into their life. That's having them able to identify evil for evil, good for good, and distinguish what truth is. So um, when my girls get home, I'm going to make sure they have the real Grant May on their Instagram account. Can you suggest others that, that I could be recommending to them to follow or to, for podcasts that they should be listening to as young people? For sure. Um, particularly for girls, Allie Beth Stuckey is um, just a brilliant voice of truth. She is really on fire for the Lord, um, but also just really well-versed in theology and current events. She has a really good podcast, Relatable, but it's um, geared more for women and girls um, as she kind of walks through her life journey. Um, and then as far as other accounts go, my go-to guy for listening to current events, he's not as active on Instagram, but more so Twitter, um, is Ben Shapiro. He just, you know, he's loyal to policy and principle, not people. And that's something that's huge for me. And I don't want someone that's going to constantly tell me how great a certain leader is or how bad another leader is. I want um, loyalty to principle and policy, and that's what Ben Shapiro tries to give. So I love those two voices in particular. Allie Beth Stuckey, and you said her um, her podcast is called Relatable. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Now, Grant, you do um, you do podcasts called The Weekly Briefing with Grant May, and yeah. it's um, it's about ten ish minutes, ten you know maybe twelve minutes long, and you kind of give an overview of the news each week. Is that about right? Yes, ma'am. The whole goal kind of started when I have a lot of Christian and conservative friends, but they don't really know what's going on. And so I want I enjoy listening to the hour long shows each day. And so I just wanted to give a brief summary of this is what happened this week that you need to know without the fluff and pettiness. And I'm going to give it to you concisely and with the conservative take on it. Excellent. Excellent. And I know you're just uh, getting back into that. You're doing a lot of traveling right now. So it might be another week or two before you get another one up. But friends, go check out that podcast as well, The Weekly Briefing with Grant May. Well, I do have a question before we turn you loose. <laughs> I want to know why we're here. And our position is that praying for the heart of America is and our family is um, 
it's a force that draws us close closer to what uh, the Lord Jesus expects us to be. And um, he, in Matthew eight thirteen or five, I guess it is. Uh, uh, it says, "Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth and His mercy. If you lose your saltiness, how will people a taste?" Of what God is wanting to redeem with him. So he's telling us we've got to have salt. We've got to be salt. And first of all, is the S is to seek. The A is to ask. The L is to love. And the T is to thank. So from my heart today, I really want to say thank you to you. Because you're on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. First line. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to be truth. Truthful to the Lord Jesus in mm-hmm. caring for you and praying for you. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm stuttering today. I grew up stuttering <laughs> for some reason. I've got it today. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord is, has given us a very distinct reason that we are here. And that is to let me tell you why you're here. It's in Matthew 5:13 through 16. Work on that this week, and we'll ask you a little bit about it next week. That's right, Miss Evelyn. Thank you so much. Be salt. That's exactly right. So, Grant, as you're out there being salt um, and sprinkling Jesus everywhere, tell us, is there hope for this nation that is really divided? I I mean, it's about 50-50 at this point. You know, Uh, we are very divided on many issues. Mm -hmm. Give us some hope, man. Yeah, uh, if if we can, uh, you know, it's really easy right now to look and see these two, like, we. it feels like we're living in two totally separate worlds, Mm -hmm. the right and the left right now. It feels like a national divorce is almost inevitable. (laughs) But um, if we can rediscover a shared culture of rights and virtue, um, there's certainly hope for our nation, and that comes with culture change. So if we can rediscover our ability to, you know, love our neighbor well by, you know, saying, okay, you do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. And as long as we're not infringing on each other or anyone else's rights, that's okay. Um, But that can only happen if the people have a sense of virtue instilled in them, which is the church's job. Um, And so it's easy to look at the future and say, you know, a national divorce is inevitable, the, the nation is doomed. But uh, I believe if we fight, if we go out and have those tough conversations, ask those deep questions, we can salvage the culture and with it save the nation. I love that. Most of what you've said today, Grant, revolves around conversation. Not one time did you say to be combative or to beat someone over the head. You said conversation over and over again, Mm -hmm. equipping others to have conversations with their friend groups. And that is absolutely so amazing. All right, Grant, any final words for our listeners today before we let you go? Um, Yeah, just get out there and have those conversations. Ask those deep questions of your friend group and we can save America together. Absolutely. How can how can the people find you, Grant? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the real Grant May. Um, look at my podcast, the Weekly Briefing with Grant May, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, um, and uh, you can reach me at my site, commonsenseamericaus.com. Common. What about your phone number? CommonSenseAmericaUS.com. <laughs> I'm not going to have Grant give out his phone number, Miss Ellen, oh. if that's okay. There might be a ton of girls who I know. He's an eligible, good-looking young man. We're going to let them find him on Instagram and okay. on his website, CommonSenseAmericaUS.com. Grant, it's been an absolute delight. We thank you so much for being with us today. And, friends, I tell you what, you can know this saving love of Jesus Kathy, tell our friends a little bit about this saving love of Jesus and how they, too, can have it. Well, it's as easy as ABC. You know, this is the thing that I love about God is he doesn't make uh, things difficult. They're beautifully complex, but they're simple as can be. And God says, hey, friends, it, it, children, it is as easy as ABC. You admit that you're a sinner. You accept that God 
loves you. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is nothing that you can do, that I can do, that will take us so far away that God's love cannot bring us back and completely redeem us. B is for believe. Believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to offer us the free gift of salvation. God's word in John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Friends, that's what's on the table everlasting life for your future and a relationship with God for your very present. And see is this, you confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Friends, this is not something you want to uh, uh, keep to yourself. As you commit your life and love to him, uh, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This is not something that you can doubt. This is not something that the enemy can take away. This is yours, friends, um, yours, good and true. Um, I, you know, he will deliver you through the good times and the bad times. And today, as we sit and we talk, eternity is before us. A relationship of love is in front of us. And that's what we encourage you to say yes to today is to take that first step and walk through your ABCs and say yes to walking in that relationship with God. I love it. Thank you, Kathy. And of course, friends, if you have any questions about that, you can you can call us. On the love line at 512-249-6535. And remember, you can go to our archives at any time and find us on lovetalknetwork.com. That's lovetalknetwork.com. And, of course, find us on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio. Friends, we love you so much. Remember this. Um, Common Sense America. Um, us.com from Grant May, the real Grant May. It's so heartening to see young people fighting for life, fighting for conservative values, fighting for Jesus. Um, I tell you what, our young people will be under attack. And when we allow them to put on the armor of God, when we equip them um, with the ways to get into the scripture, to know where to find things, and to experience the love of Jesus. I tell you what, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Friends, we are so grateful that you have been with us today on Love Talk. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, and the first lady of love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.